Welcome to another Directions Mag podcast, co-hosted with our friends at Eurissa. My name is Micah Babinski, and I'm representing Eurissa and the Eurissa Vanguard Cabinet. Really uh, appreciate you joining us, and I really appreciate our guests, Emmanuel Julia and Omawanola Akintola. Thank you both for being here. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, so Emmanuel, I have to say, when you got in touch with me and told me about the podcast that you and Omawanola are working on, uh, it sounded like quite an ambitious project. Um, you know, you're you're working on a podcast that hopes to unite and strengthen the geospatial community across the entire continent of Africa. Um, but I have to say, after trading some emails with you and listening to the podcast, I think you both are up to it. You have the energy and the enthusiasm. I'd love to just learn a little bit more about your backgrounds and see what got you to the point of starting the Africa GeoConvo podcast. Emmanuel, let's start with you. Okay, thank you. So Africa GeoConvo podcast, actually Africa GeoConvo is like the short form for Africa Geospatial Conversation. So it was it was bad um, due to the lack of information we kind of observed in Africa pertaining to the GIS space. So a lot is happening in Africa, a lot of innovations, a lot of people that are doing great things in Africa, but we don't get to know them. We don't know where they are, where they are located. Some are actually trying their best to push their content online. We get to see some of them, but not all. And even those that we are seeing, we don't really get to know more about them. Like we don't really get to know more about what they are doing, what they are using GIS for on their day-to-day life. So at Africa GeoConvo, we just feel like, okay, this is a problem and we need to solve it. Some of us need access to information. That's actually the major challenge we have. Some have the skills, for example, some can do a lot of stuff, but they don't get to be known. So they don't get connected to opportunities. You understand? So we are like, okay, let's just do this thing. Let's reach out to people that we know that, okay, are doing great things with GIS in Africa. They are innovating, you know, startups, professionals and interview them get to know more about them, get to learn more about them, get to um, ask them some questions, interview them and ask them what they are using GIS for in their day-to-day life, how they are using GIS to solve problems in their um, organization or even in their startups. So that's basically the idea around um, Africa GeoConvo. So once we have a conversation around geospatial in Africa, so that's where the Africa geospatial conversation comes from. So this conversation we get to um innovate and we get to um share knowledge and you know there's a knowledge gap actually information gap so from this interview with people that are doing great things with gis in africa we get to fill this gap so people get to know that okay this thing exists this kind of person is doing this kind of things with gis in africa so even people get to see ideas from these interviews people get to also you know during the course of the interview people get to see ideas and even innovate and create solutions that will be beneficial to the society at large. So that was kind of the idea around the Africa Geospatial Conversation um, podcast. So that's where we started the podcast. So we can, you know, m- most of these problems actually, like I said, it's information that can solve some of it. When people know that something exists somewhere, it's kind of solved most of their problems. So that's where the podcast comes from. Most of the present problems are in Africa. There are a lot of problems in Africa, actually. A lot of problems are in Africa internet electricity but we can actually solve this like all these problems so we are like okay let's just start from um the grassroots let's actually inform people about things that are happening in africa 
So maybe that will be a good place to start from. So that's where the podcast comes from. And we get to interview people, reach out to people, um, reach out to experts, people that are doing great things in Africa. And we ask them some questions, we interview them, and hopefully our listeners get to learn one or two things um, from the um, podcast. That's great. Yeah. Tell me a little bit, if you would, um, also at Omo Wanola, um, about your background, educational career background, and what, what actually brought you to the point where you're ready to start the podcast. Um, thank you so much. Um, nice for asking that question. Um, I'm so glad to be here on the show. And so just to give you a brief overview of what I've been up to. Um, so I'm actually a diet analyst from Nigeria. And um, the first time I got introduced to diet was in 2017. That was an internship. At an internship um, I was doing from school. And from there, I've learned um, a variety of diet software and I've used them in different ways. But you know, the thing that I really... Um, that for me was that was my project in school. Like I was already in JS. I, I had I was in my second year, but then I didn't really get introduction. I didn't get introduced to using the JS software until when I got to my third year. And that was a, a big challenge for me because even so assuming that that internship opportunity did not come up, I would not have been able to be introduced to um, the JS software and all. And so that's one of the challenges that we also face um in Africa. Like Emmanuel mentioned earlier, um, so like Emmanuel mentioned earlier, we do not have access to information. People do not know. People people are very interested in JI, but then they don't know where to go. They don't know organizations. They don't know organizations, private organizations, government organizations are interested, that have this um, capability to train people into learning JI and all. And so that's why we decided, okay, we wanted to start this book because from my own personal experiences and from the experiences I've seen, um, in school, you know, some of the people that we actually went to school together have to, you know, go into other career paths because they do not understand the full capability of what JS, a career in JS can do and what they can achieve through that. And the reason why um, this is so is because, you know, we do not have, like Emmanuel mentioned, we do not have enough information um, about the things that are going on um, in the JS industry. So we decided that, okay, how can we help? How can we make sure that the things that we went through personally, how can we make sure that people that are coming behind us? Because, you know, I, I, I recently finished from school last year, and Emmanuel is still in school. So we are, we are trying to, like, just set the path for people that are coming behind us. How do we make sure that the things that we went through in school that were so, that were so um, troubling for, for us? Because personally also, like, when I was in school, I had these issues too. I've learned, like, there are so many times I've left um, and jazz and Manuel can testify to that. Every time I'm always having problems, I always tell Manuel that I don't know what I can do with this jazz thing. So I don't really see a lot of people doing that in Africa, and I don't know if I want to do the career around that. So I've moved from learning so many skills. I've learned in writing. I've learned in US um, research because I didn't really know the importance of having a career in the jurisdiction uh, industry, and this is due to um, the information. Um, Lack of access to information like the manual motion. We do not have this access. And we don't want to find a way to be able to solve this problem of access. So, what we try to do is we try to bring experts in, into our podcast. And the reason why we decide that we want to bring experts is because we know that these people, they've been there, they've gone through these experiences. So, when someone, someone that is just coming up listens to our podcast, we see, okay, this person did this, this is what this person did that made them you know, get to this point. 
um, like the last, um, our last episode was about volunteering. One thing I've also discussed, people do not understand how they can leverage volunteering to build a career. You know, because um, number one, we do not have enough job opportunities also in Africa. And one way you can start, you know, if you have volunteering skills, it can be an addendum on your CV, you can add that to your CV, and you can push that to the sister and they say, oh, even though you don't have a paid experience, or you have, you volunteered and you've used this tool, you've used this tool. So that was one thing um, we actually pushed. So you can just try to see the kind of um, impact that they are willing to make our podcast. So last, for the last episode that we, we had, it was volunteering, and we had a lot of discussions, and people came and the feedback was so awesome because people came back and they were like, I learned so much from this. Oh, I didn't know I could do this. Like somebody that is an organization in Africa came to me and told me that now I've learned how my organization also can do something around open data, even with our um, our staff. So it's not just even about people coming up, it's not just for students, it's for everybody in the African um gestation industry. But our focus, our target audience when we started with students and young professionals. But now we even see that companies are already like doing so many things, even in Africa, they also need this information. So, so my experiences and every other thing that then around me pushed us to decide okay, we need to create this on podcast, and that's why we created it. I appreciate that, and I, I really enjoyed your most recent episode. Uh, because there were so many resources that you put in your show notes. You weren't just, you know, dropping a conversation without any context, but you're really, really putting a lot of follow-up information for your listeners, which is so valuable. And hearing both of you talk about your podcast, it reminds me of, I think, some of the best elements of the GIS community here in North America, where I live. Um, and it's really about providing that access to information uh strengthening the knowledge sharing and really increasing the imagination that people can 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 have within themselves of how can gis make that impact uh just you know working in this industry for a while here i can see the limiting factors it's not really software or technical abilities or capabilities it is that imagination so what are some of your um hopes and dreams for the GIS community, maybe five, 10 years down the road after your podcast has matured and you both matured in the GIS industry, what are some of the things you would like to see uh, in the Africa African GIS community? Okay, thank you very much um, for that question, Mika. So um, actually, as of now, our podcast is kind of gaining some um, attractions. We are getting a lot of listeners and it's it's growing and we are kind of excited. So it's also helping us to know where to focus on, where to push our um, promotions, where to send our um, episodes to. So actually, from the statistics also, we got to see that even this podcast we are working on, <laughs> we actually don't really have much listeners from Africa, which is not really encouraging. This podcast was targeted for Africa. We want to see people in Africa grow. You understand? So then from the statistics, we see that people that listen to our podcast are actually those that are from other um, parts of the world, like North America, Asia, and the likes. So now we are trying to re-strategize because yes, we, we can anybody can listen to our podcast and learn one or two things, but the main focus is Africa. So we are looking at ways of ensuring that 
this podcast gets to more African countries. And you know, part of the challenge we have with Africa, as Mwana has said, is that we kind of have a lack of association, which at least, I mean, no community actually. There are a lot of communities, a lot of um, organizations, a lot of conferences, a lot of initiatives in Africa, in the geospatial space, but no united community whereby where you, let's say you push an information and you are rest assured that, okay, this community has um, members or chapters in all the um, 54 countries in Africa, or at least in all, at least most of the countries in Africa. So that, that's a challenge for us. For at least the, 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 the recent initiative, which I kind of appreciated is the African Women in GIS, which is a very good one. But that, that also, also is not enough. We need like a united community. So we actually thinking of, okay, this podcast was meant to be a podcast actually. Then we are like looking at ways of collaborating with organizations such that they get to support us to maybe, yeah, existing organizations actually like the youth mappers that have chapters in all the universities in at least most universities in Africa. We want to start at the grassroots from the university level. So when we get to collaborate with these organizations, we rest assured that, okay, when we publish an episode and we share it with, let's say the youth mappers network, yeah, okay, this podcast is going to reach out to people that we actually wanted to reach out to. So when they when, when they get to learn it from, like when they get to listen to the podcast, then we get to know that, okay, we cannot start measuring the impact of the podcast. Maybe from the information that someone listening from our podcast, the person gets to maybe um, get a job or get to learn one or two things, and the person gets to share testimony. So that that's our joy. That's what we want to see in the next few years to come, that, okay, from listening to your podcast, we get to learn this or that. But before we can be able to do that, we need to be sure that, okay, those who we want to, um, that those we are actually creating this podcast for, we want them to listen to this podcast for um, first. So when they listen to the podcast, they get to learn um, what they want, uh, what we actually hope that they will learn from it. So that's what we are currently working on. And when we get this figure out, uh, figured out, then in the next few years to come, we are targeting um, organizations. I want to start um, hearing news and good things and you know testimonies from people that okay, from listening to this podcast, we're able to do this, we're able to do that. Just like the one she, she mentioned, our previous episode on volunteering, a lot of people have made comments and you know um, reach out to us that okay, from this podcast we learned this and that by increasing in. Well, I appreciate that, Emmanuel. I, and I will say to anyone who uh, may be listening to this podcast in Africa or indeed anywhere in the world, I recently had a, a friend who I met from, uh, who, who learned about me on this very podcast, um, get his first job in the GIS industry. So um, believe it, it can happen. And um, Emmanuel and Omowanola. Uh, the groundwork you are laying, I'm sure, will contribute meaningfully to the success of many aspiring GIS professionals in Africa and indeed in the entire world. Amoanola, um, anything to add to what um, to what Emmanuel said about uh, kind of the vision for the podcast? And I'd also be curious to know what other sort of guests you might have uh, lined up or hope to have lined up in the near future. Um, I think Emmanuel has actually like said anything. I think our joy is just to make to see that okay our podcast, you know, the things that we went through coming up that people are they are, they are removing those barriers 
for other people that come in behind us. And I think that that's one thing that we really hope to achieve from the podcast. And yeah, so for the other question that you asked, and so Imanon and I also recently, you know, because the problems that we've been actually are things that we face in our own country. And so we also like wanted to understand the same points of uh, professionals, um, there's professionals in other African countries. And so we um, decided that we set out to gather information through a survey, you know, to focus on just understanding those same points. And we had around 160 respondents from about 10 countries. And then um, we divided, actually we divided the survey into three groups. So we had questions for people that students, current students, and, and we said graduate, graduate, we also did for professionals, and then we also did for startups. And then we asked them one similar question about it. Tell us what's the problem that we see in, um, in, in Africa as a JS student, as a JS professional, or as a startup. And you know, when we looked at this problem across those groups, we discovered some similarities. And that similarity is that people do not have access to data, and then they're unavail un unavailable um, resources as well. And when um, I say resources, what they included were internships, you know, mentoring, project research funding, training facilities, conferences, or forums, you know, and these are problems that, you know, the presence of a strong community in data so, you know, if we strong community in Africa, members will be free to access information, you know, share knowledge and network. And, you know, like everything I've been mentioning, um, we've been talking about is just, you know, trying to make sure that everything we do is try to and create access and create research, um, open resources for people so that they can be able to have access and leverage on these resources to move on in their career. So one thing we are trying to also do from the survey with data data, now that we know the problems that people are facing in Africa, so we are trying to do a little a mini project around that, um, that survey, like just try to send a report around it. And then by that way, when people, because you know, since we already have, we have that information, we can actually share share with people. It's not a word, it's not by word of mouth anymore. We now have a report that people can see and say, oh yeah, really, this is when people study and know this is what people are, and go, um, are going to in Africa. So we plan to also use that report and share it among the larger bodies of the special um, community in the world, not just Africa, and then see how we can bring people to you know help us um, achieve all these goals. How can we make sure that people are living to how can they get internships? How can they get mentor opportunities? How can we make sure that um, all the skills that they've gathered in school, they can like, you know, try to build the project around that? How can they get funding for people? We have people that are really interested in research. And you know that one thing that they think uh, about sustainable development is if we have local talent in Africa, we actually have people in Africa that are solving local uh, issues that are local in Africa. And I feel like if that is something that is achievable, then this problem of sustainable development will be something that Africans still can contribute to. Because when I go online and try to read, I feel like we don't really have enough contribution from the African state. And the reason why we don't have this is because people that, um, students and young professionals that really, really have interest in this thing, they do not have access. Like they, everything just boils down to having access. So everything I'm trying to do, even with this um, report, is just try to find, find a way um, that we can also help. And also, people mentioned um, access to licenses, they mentioned that they don't have um, and the licenses are quite expensive, you know, because of the exchange rate here, licenses are very expensive. You know, there are also processes that um, that we that, that, that are held in the justicial industry at large. You know, these processes are not free and people do not have people in Africa they cannot afford this um this um, because of the exchanges and their 
almost I think these are the things that we are trying to um, also work on because it's not just about it's not just about you know creating strong communities alone. You know, people also need to go out to the world and you know try to connect and meet other people that are not from their own region. So and they can do this by attending courses. So we are trying to look for ways that we can you know just make sure that people have access to resources in all ramifications that resources can um, be accessed. So I think that's one thing that we also look at what we are trying to achieve. I find that so interesting because even though your community is facing these unique challenges, there's definitely echoes or similarities of those same uh, types of problems in the in the GIS community in my part of the world. And I, I particularly appreciated about your most recent ep uh, episode of Africa GeoConvo that you really tried to highlight open source GIS data offerings, open source GIS solutions, um, and and are and are really trying to expand the accessibility of GIS data and tools to a wider audience. Um, Emmanuel, do you have any comment <clears throat> about the, the challenge of, of building a GIS community across, like you said, 54 countries? I mean, just imagine the diversity, the, you know, the, I, I mean, obviously there's similarities, but, but I imagine there's just a lot of uh, geographic as well as cultural and socioeconomic diversity across all those 54 countries. How do you hope to bridge that gap and really bring that community together across such a large area? So that, that's that's the boils down to having a like a super body that has chapters around across the uh, the continent. So if we have, for example, let's say Africa Geospatial Community. And we don't need to start creating chapters for Africa Geospatial Community, um, let's say Kenya chapter or something. The existing organizations that have chapters across like major countries and they have local representatives that understand the cultural background of their community and they get to um, communicate with them and you know report back to the larger body. For example, let's say OSM community, Gitmapas community and a lot like that, like that. So if we can have a body that just collaborates with these existing communities, you don't need to reinvent the wheel again. So if you can collaborate with them, let's say for example, want to work on a project um you know continent-wide, so we can just reach out to these existing communities as a larger body, let's say Africa just special community, um, just for example, then reach out to them, okay. Let's say in Nigeria, for example, we have um Gitmapas Futa and Futa. Just reach out to the representative in that community, let's say the chapter's president, and you know, give them some stuff. Let's say, for example, this project is about this, we want to do this in this your um city, we want to do this in your university, we want to do this in your country. So we need you to supposed to do this, supposed to talk to your members that okay, we need their support, we need their help, we need them to come on board. Maybe we want to recruit people for this task or for this project. We just reach out to the um existing communities that okay, um OSM Kenya. We want to work on this project, give us some of your members to help us with this project. So you will need to start, in fact, it makes everything easier if you have chapters around across the continent. So if you have people representing different groups and different cultural backgrounds across the continent. So that's just like unity and diversity. And that's like the kind of solution that can solve this um, information um, gap that we have across Africa. Wonderful, thank you, Emmanuel. Uh... So before I go any further, I realize I have not actually told our listeners how to listen to Africa GeoConvo. Um, if you are connected to the internet, no matter where you're living, you go to africageoconvo.com. And um, 
definitely recommend that you do that um, as soon as as soon as you uh, as soon as you are able because it's a very uh, entertaining, interesting, and energetic conversation that Emmanuel and Omoanola uh, uh, present through that podcast. Um, before we wrap up, any closing thoughts for us about your your hopes and dreams for the podcast, the GIS community in Africa, or anything else? Okay, yeah. Firstly, thank you very much for inviting me and bringing me on the show. I really appreciate it. So, as Abunola said, from the research we did, um, the survey we carried out um, some weeks ago, we get to see that some people are actually looking for jobs as well. So, and it's kind of uh, we can't really because we don't have jobs. We are just a podcast. So, if there are some organizations that have openings, and actually. We, we we realized that um, from what she said, actually, we, we actually have a newsletter, which we feel okay from the from the pinpoints. They mentioned that they have uh, they lack access to information and or data and the likes. And we we are kind of, for example, I use Twitter a lot, so I get to see some informations on Twitter and um, on online as well. So we get to share ourselves um, the informations that we come across. We create them. We create them together as a newsletter, and we send it out to those that um, fill the survey, particularly those that said they need um, they need access to data, information, and the like. So we categorize these information into conferences, internships, jobs. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry, jobs um, and some other opportunities. So we send it out to them with the aim of hoping it's going to help them solve their um, problems. So. We feel like okay, some still require, some still need jobs. A lot of them say they need jobs, they need inter internships. And here in Nigeria, where I'm based, there are few organizations, few AJS organizations, and there are few openings. In fact, I don't think I've actually seen an opening um, for GIS uh, analyst intern. So, <clears throat> sorry, they kind of get jobs here via um, recommendations and let's say connections, not even Nigeria, I, don't, I think Africa generally. So we feel like if there are organizations that have openings for jobs, they should please reach out to us. We have a database of people that are, that need jobs, they need internships. And though we can't really guarantee their strength, but we can actually find a way around that. And we can only do that if we kind of test them via maybe some aptitude test or some maybe GIS analysis test or sort of. Uh, or competitions or something. But then these people still need the jobs and that's the main thing. And even if at all it's just internship positions, organizations that are using GIS should always please try out to push out their, their openings or reach out to us so we can give them some recommendations so these people can get jobs. We are trying to help them get access to information and when they get access to information, maybe from the um, episode they listen to, they realize that, okay, they need to volunteer okay, they volunteered, they do this, they did that. But then everything, everything still boils down to getting jobs because they, they need money to get laptops for analysis, they need money for um, subscription, and, you know. Internet here is very bad and it's kind of expensive. So they need money to get these jobs. And like she said, so they need money to attend conferences and the exchange rate is not really in, in our favor. Uh, I said a license, for example, um, Agile's license is very expensive. Uh, if they convert it to Naira, for example. So they need money to do all these things. So it still boils down to them getting jobs and being happy. And when you get jobs and you're learning on the job, it's kind of, you, you kind of get excited when you're doing that and doing it together because you're learning what you, uh, uh, you, you, you have passion for and you're also getting paid. 
um you know for it so it's more interesting that way so we need organizations to always push it out there you don't need to your recommendation is very good you know but then if you have open organization you can reach out to us or at least use the social media to push it out there that okay there are these openings so we can get to just send to you some recommendations from our database or we just mentioned it in our one of our episodes that okay these organizations is, uh, need some kind of GIS analyst or GIS specialist or GIS interns and we help with the publicity. So these are the kind of uh, informations we would like people to also get access to and not just information around the GIS, but also how to get jobs in the GIS. So, you know, when they are fully prepared for jobs, they need to get a job so they can uh, be happy and, you know, make money. Absolutely, that's so important. And organizations hoping to hire GIS professionals or interns, please take note. Uh, get in touch with this group. Uh, head to africageoconvo.com and click that blue subscribe button. And you can also follow them on Twitter at Africa Geoconvo. Well, Omawanola and Emmanuel, thank you so much. And Barbary Duke, our wonderful uh, producer at Directions Magazine, our collaborator, she makes it all happen. I so I, I so appreciate uh, the work you do for us, um, and uh, hope you'll hope you'll join us for another episode soon.